Genesis chapter 12. If you were not here last week, we want to encourage you to get the CD. Amen. Because um, this message is a continuation of what we started last week. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12. I want to read from verses 1 to 5. Actually, we'll read from 1 to 9. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 9. If you have it, say hallelujah. Let's stand and read together. I always like to stand and read the scriptures together. Amen. Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verses 1 to 9. Amen. At the count of two, we'll all read together. Just continue to read in your version. Amen. Focus. Amen. Read. One, two. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. And I will make your name great and I will make you a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him with Lot and went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old and departed from Haran. Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance and gathered every soul, and they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth into the land of Canaan, into the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed through all the land unto Sisham, unto the plains of Mori, and the Canaanites was there in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, Unto your seed I will give this land. And, they built, and there he built an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. And he removed from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and hiring on the east. And there he built an altar and the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. And Abraham joining towards still the south. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and you are true. Holy Ghost, we yield to you. We pray that you are our sufficiency. Help us now to share the word of God clearly and accurately. May your people be blessed and encouraged. Lord, speak to us and through us. Encourage your people. Give them hearts to believe, minds to understand, and wills to obey. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Lord, have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible tells us Jesus spoke a parable about two sons and a father. Um, you, you know the, the story as the, um, the prodigal son. Amen. Jesus shared concerning two sons and the father. And the Bible tells us in that story that one of the sons, the younger of the two, um, was anxious for his inheritance. And he said to his father, give me my inheritance so that I can leave. And the Bible tells us that the father gave the younger son the inheritance and he left. And he went into a far country. And after he was there for a while, um, he um, spent all his money on, 
and riotous living. And when he had lost all that he had, he began to suffer lack. And the Bible says he joined himself with uh, 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 citizens of that, that particular country and began to, to feed the man's pig. And then after a while, the young man came to his senses and said, look, my father has many to spare. He said, even the servants in my father's house have sufficient to eat, and I am here in lack. And the Bible says he began to join him towards his father. And when, as he started to go back towards his father, he realized that the father had been looking all along, wishing all along, praying all along, believing all along that his lost son would come back. And the Bible says the father ran, embraced the boy, received him unto himself. And, um, and the boy had a speech. He said uh, to, to his father, he said, I've sinned against heaven and before you, and, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son, but make me as one of your servants. And the father um, did not even answer that question, but called his servants to kill the potter's cart, um, called his servants to start a party, and they began to celebrate. And he put a, a, a ring on his finger or a rope on his back and said, this my son was dead and he's alive. He was lost and is found. Now, the, the, the end of the story was that the oldest son who had stayed home all along came home and heard the celebration and asked one of the servants, and the servants told him that your brother has come home and the fa your father has killed the fattest cat. And the, young, uh, the older boy became angry with his um, father. And the father came outside and said to him, son, come and let's celebrate. And his older son said to him, father, I have toiled with you all these years, and you have not given me anything, not even a cake or a goat to celebrate with my friends. But this your son, who has spent all of your money in riotous living, has come back, and you have killed the father's card for him. And the father gave him this important uh, uh, insight or revelation that all of us need to learn. He said, my son, all that I have is yours. Amen. But this, your brother, was dead and is alive. And he was lost and is found. There's two stories. What's the moral? I mean, two sons. What's the moral? The Bible calls it the prodigal son, but it's actually the prodigal sons. Amen. One of them was anxious to get the inheritance for God, um, for his, from his father. He did not work for it, but he was anxious to get the inheritance in, 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 in essence in that culture at that time or even maybe now in that culture the, the, the son would not receive the inheritance until the father passed because he's supposed to carry on the father's business. Amen. So in essence what this younger boy was saying to his father, father I wish you were there. Okay. He was anxious to get the inheritance. Amen. So he was saying I wish you were dead. I need mine now. The older boy who stayed and served his father also missed the father's heart. He missed the father's heart because he thought that you gain the inheritance from your father by working for it. And he missed it. Where all along, it was already his. Hello? Um, last week, we started to teach on the, um, the topic um, um, the blood of Jesus grant access 
to the blessings. Amen. And so today what we want to teach on is the sevenfold blessings of Abraham. And I, I, I share that story because I want you to get that picture in your mind that the blessings of God are already yours. Amen. You don't have to be anxious to gain the blessings of God and you don't have to work to gain the blessings of God. Hello? Now, let me clarify. When I say you don't have to work to gain the blessings of God, it me I means that nothing that you do, strive to do, or you, no righteousness of your own undertaking qualifies you to gain the blessings of God. But if you love God, you will serve him. Amen? If you love God and you are grateful to what God has done in your life, you will serve him. The natural response to a person who loves God will be that I will give off my heart and myself to serve God. Amen? But nothing that you can do or work to do, amen, you can't pay for the blessings of God. It's already yours. Say to your neighbor, say, it is already yours. Say to your neighbor, say, it's already yours. Say it like you mean it. Amen. Say it to you. Say, say it like you mean it. It is already yours. Amen. All of the blessings of God is all, I mean, are already yours. Amen. All of the blessings are yours. Amen. It's not because of your own righteousness. It's because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Jesus has already secured the blessings of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so today I want to share with you, and if you need a topic, it's the sevenfold blessings of Abraham. Say it with me. So the sevenfold blessings of Abraham. Hallelujah. Now, uh, um, I, I ended the message last week by sharing with you concerning what made Abraham unique to receive the blessings of God. Okay, what, what was... What was it about Abraham that made him unique? What was it about Abraham that made him so special that God will tie into Abraham uh, um, the blessings that all of us receive? Because the Bible tells us in Galatians that uh, uh, um, Christ has redeemed us from the curse and he has caused the blessings of Abraham to come to us who are Gentiles. Amen. And we share with you what was, the, what was it that made Abraham unique. Anybody remember last week? Anybody remember? What made Abraham unique? Faith. Okay, that's good. Anybody else? What made Abraham unique? Obedience. Amen. Amen. Good students. Amen. You are listening. Hallelujah. Praise God. You made me feel good. Amen. If you are listening, amen. That's, that's good. Faith and obedience made Abraham unique. And we said to you, we made a statement last week. We said to you that it is so critical for us to obey God and obey him quickly. And it's so crit critical for us to believe the word of God. And that's what Abraham exemplified, amen, by believing God and obeying him. Now, let's look at the, the blessings, the sevenfold blessings of Abraham. Number one, look at verse one. He says, now the Lord has said unto Abraham, get ye out of your country and of your thy kindred from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Come down to verse 7. 
And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, To your seed I will give this land. And there Abraham built an altar and upon unto the Lord and which appeared unto him. Amen. The first blessing that God gave Abraham was land. Say land. Amen. Now, what does it signify? Amen. The Bible, God said to Abraham in verse 7, unto you and to your seeds, I will give this land. Amen. So, God gave Abraham land and what it means is that God gave Abraham increased territory. Say increased territory. Say increased territory. Amen. God gave Abraham increased territory and as a child of God, God wants to give us increased territory or maybe I need to qualify it this way. God has given us increased territory. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Joshua chapter 5. Amen. In Joshua chapter 5, the Bible tells us that God was speaking to the children of, I mean, Joshua was speaking to the children of Israel, God, and the Bible says that God was telling them that God has given you a land, a land that flows with milk and honey. And the Bible tells us that the children of Israel refused to enter that land. And because of that, for 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness until all that generation who were 20 years old and older died in the wilderness except Joshua and Caleb. And so Joshua, now God was rectifying the covenant with his people and God was, Joshua was recounting to them and letting them know that God is going to give you a land, the same land, that flows with milk and honey, a good land. Amen. A land that is fruitful and, 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 and filled with milk and honey. Amen. So one of the things that God wants to do is to give us increased territory. Say increased territory. Say increased territory. Now I turn to Isaiah chapter 54. Let me show you what, what the Bible talks about when it says increased territory. What does it mean? What, what is God is saying? Amen. Look at Isaiah chapter 52 verse verse uh, 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 verse 1. The Bible says, Sing, O barren, thou that do not bear. Break forth into singing, crowd aloud, thou that did not travel with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. Enlarge, say enlarge. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Spare not, lengthen your course and strengthen your stakes. For you shall break forth on the right and on the left and your seeds shall inherit the Gentiles. The Bible is saying to us that God wants us to enlarge our territory. To have a large heart, a large desire to live in such a way as with a mindset that God wants increase. Amen? God wants to increase you, to give you more territory. He wants to increase you, to give you more land, more possession. Amen? The Bible tells us in John chapter 10, Jesus said, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life, that's that same word, and you may have it more abundantly. I want you to have life and I want you to have increased territory. Amen? 
Hallelujah. So the first blessings, blessing of Abraham is increase territory. Say to your neighbor, say enlarge your tent. Hallelujah. Say enlarge your tent. Amen. God wants us to enlarge our capacity. Amen. To get more. Enlarge our capacity to possess more. Amen. Enlarge our capacity to cover more grounds. Amen. He said, I want to give you a land. Amen. Now, in Genesis chapter, chapter 14, in Genesis chapter 14, the Bible tells us that God spoke to Abraham and he said to Abraham, he said, look to your right, look, I mean, look to the north, look to the south, look to, look to the east, look to the west, all the land that you see, as far as the east and the west, I have already given it to you. Amen. So God wants and God has given increased territory. Say increased territory. Hallelujah. Now, number two. Hallelujah. The sevenfold blessings of Abraham. Number two. Look at what the Bible says, what God said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. He said in verse 2. He said, I will make you a great nation. Say, I will make you a great nation. Amen. So the second second blessing that God wanted to give Abraham was a nation. Or to make Abraham a nation. Amen. And what is that? The, 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 the second blessing is increased representative. I mean representation. Say, say it with me. Say increase representation. You see, God was looking for a people to represent him. Amen. God was looking for somebody in which his name will be mentioned in. Amen. God was looking for a family. God was looking for a people in which God can call them his own. Amen. And so God was saying to Abraham, I will make you into a nation, a great nation, and I will put my name upon you. Amen. I will make you into my people. So God was looking for a people that will represent him on the face of the earth. Amen. And so the, the second blessing that God gave to Abraham was increased representation. Amen. When you turn to Exodus, turn to Exodus chapter 19. Let me show you something. In Exodus chapter 19, God was speaking to, to, to Moses and to the children of Israel. Look at verse 5. Exodus chapter 19. Well, let's read from verse 1. Amen. Exodus chapter 19. The Bible says, In, in the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, that same day, Exodus 19, that same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rahivdom and were come to the desert of Sinai and pitched their tent in the wilderness. And the Israelites came before the mountain. And Moses went up unto the Lord, and the Lord called him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I have done in e to the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Verse 5. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Verse 6, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests 
of all a nation, these are the words in which you should speak unto the children of Israel. Amen. When God rescued and delivered the children of Israel, the Bible says God spoke to Moses and told Moses to tell the children of Israel that if they will obey his commandment, if, if they would keep his covenant, he was he wants to make them a peculiar people, a holy nation unto himself. God wanted a representative in the eye. God wanted a group of people who will represent him on the eye. Amen. And so what God was saying to the children of Israel, I want to make all of you, the entire uh, um, congregation of Israel, into a holy priesthood. People who will come before me, who will uh, uh, bear the name of, uh, bear the, the concerns of the people of the eye before me, who will worship me, who will represent me to the people. God said, I want to make you into a holy nation. Amen. A kingdom of priests. Now, you know the story. The Bible tells us God wanted to make the entire children of Israel a kingdom of priests, but they rebelled. They sinned against God. Amen. When it, Moses went on the mountain, they built a, a golden calf. And I, when they built a golden calf, they began to worship the calf and they rejected God. And when Moses came down with the commandment, the Bible says that, 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 that he was wrought and he broke the commandment. And then he said that day, who's on the Lord's side? Amen. He cried out, who is on the Lord's side? And the Bible says the Levites, okay, came on the side of Moses. Amen. And they stood on the Lord's side. And the Levites separated themselves from the rest of the children of Israel. And as a result, the Bible says the Levite, Moses commanded them to go and to slay every idolater, uh, um, idol worshiper in the camp. And that day, thousands of people died. And as a result of that, God said, because the Levites stood up for me, I have chosen Levi as the tribe who would be my priest. Amen. And so that was why Aaron and his sons became now the priests and the Levites became the priests of God. Amen. So in, instead of 12 tribes, only one tribe stood up for God. Amen. And they became a priest. But when Jesus came, and when Jesus died, and when Jesus paid the price, the Bible tells us that Jesus died so that you and I now can be born again and sanctified. And Peter now looking back, looking towards the cross, said that you are, you who have been born again, you who have been sanctified, you who have been baptized, you who have come to Jesus, you now are a royal priesthood. Oh, church. God is still looking for representatives. God is still looking for a group of people who will represent him. And now, instead of Aaron and his sons now, all those who call upon the name of the Lord, all those who call upon the name of Christ, all those who have accepted Christ, Peter said, God said, you are now a royal priest. Priest unto God representatives unto God. God wants you to be a part of his nation. Hallelujah. Say amen. Say amen. Hallelujah. Let me help you. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let me help you. Let me help you understand this. Hallelujah. Let me help you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at verse 19. 
Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. Hallelujah. He said, to wait that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word, word of reconciliation. Verse 20. Now we are ambassadors for Christ as though we beseech you therefore we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God. Look at verse 20. Now we are what? We are ambassadors. Amen. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is a representative. Amen. We are ambassador of Christ. Amen. An ambassador is a representative. A representative of a nation. An ambassador doesn't represent himself. He represents a nation. He represents a people. Amen. And the Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. Say I am an ambassador for Christ. I represent Jesus Christ. I represent Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to make you a holy nation. A nation unto himself that can represent him. Amen. So the next blessing that you, you need to understand, God wants an increased representation. Hello? God wants an increased re representation. He wants you to represent him on the earth. Hallelujah. Say amen. Say amen. Number three. Hallelujah. Let's go, let's go back to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Hallelujah. Say increased territory, increased representation. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. He said, verse, he said, I will make you into a great nation. And the second part, he said, I will bless you. Say, I will bless you. Amen. He said, I will bless you. So, the second thing that God said to, to, I mean, the third thing that God said to Abraham, he said, blessings. Amen. I will pour blessings upon you. He said, I will bless you. What does it mean? Increase provision. Say, increase provision. Say, increase provision. Now, turn to Genesis chapter 22. Um, you see what, what God is saying in Genesis chapter 22. You know the story in Genesis chapter 22. The Bible tells us about God speaking to Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. And when God, when Abraham got the word from God, Abraham went into, um, got up in the morning, took his son, took his servants, and went to the place in which uh, um, God has spoken unto him. And when he came, when Abraham reached to the place, he began to, to prepare the, the sacrifice and prepare the altar. And he bound Isaac, bound Isaac and put Isaac on the altar. And he was about to kill Isaac. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord came and said to him, stop. He said, now I know that you do love me and do, you do obey my word. And you will not withhold your only son, your only son from me. And the Bible says that he told Abraham to, to not kill Isaac. But when Abraham looked, God has provided a lamb. Amen. He has provided a lamb. And so Abraham took the lamb and killed the lamb. Amen. And offer it as a burnt offering to, 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 to God. And after he was done, beginning at verse 15, the Bible says the angel of the Lord spoke to Abraham again the second time. 
and said to Abraham, he said, in blessings, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your seed as the sand on the seashore and as the stars in the heaven. And I will give, and your, your, your seed will possess the gates of the, the, the enemies. And in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Amen? In your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Amen? It was because of Abraham's obedience and Abraham's faith in God that God pronounced a blessing and multiplication upon Abraham. Amen? Increased provision. And, and if you read further, when you go down, the Bible says that Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh. Amen? For he said, in the mountain of the Lord, he has provided. Amen? Uh, God has already provided. Amen? And, 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 and that word Jehovah Jireh, or, or, or the God who provides, what it means is that God sees the need and makes provision. Now, I, 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 I heard of a story of a man of God who shared this with, uh, uh, before. He said, consider what God said when Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He said, pray, Lord, give us our daily bread. You know, that's one of the, the modern prayer. The Bible says we should pray, Lord, give us our daily bread. And he tried to paint the picture uh, um, that, that, that God does not bless you just because you pray. Hello? Hello? Your blessings don't come just because you pray. Because if God was waiting for us to pray before he blesses us, I mean, bless us, it would take a long time for us to get our blessing. Consider bread. Amen? Consider bread. For bread to be in the stove, Michelle, that bread needed to be baked. Right? And purchased. Or purchased, it needed to be baked. For it to be baked, it needed to be uh, um, come from, you know, somebody needed to get the flour or the wheat. Right? For that wheat, uh, um, uh, meal to be milled, they have to take the wheat, okay, and, and, and process the wheat in order for it to turn into flour. I mean, for that wheat to come to that place to be processed, it had to be planted. Hello? I mean, it had to be planted and that wheat had to grow for somebody to harvest it, to mill it, to uh, 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 um, carry it to the, the, the stove for somebody to bake it, for them to carry it, purchase it and carry it to the stove for you to go and buy the bread. Right? So it takes a while. Now let's assume that it takes about a year for harvesting, right? So you plant and then you harvest. So it takes one year, right? Planting and harvesting. Then let's say it takes about another maybe six months or so or a year for them to process, make it, put it to the store for you to be ready for it. So when you're ready, when you get hungry at home, you go to the store and you purchase bread. Hello? The bread is there, but it takes a while for that bread to come to that place. Now, if God was waking, waiting for us, that means it would take us at least two years to get every answer to prayer. Hello? But you see, God knew that two years from now you will need bread. That's the God who sees. He sees ahead of you. He knows ahead of you. He knows what you will need, and he may the provision. He makes provision for you and for me 
Because you already know. So by the time you come to the place where you are praying, you are just all you are just agreeing with God concerning what God has already provided for you. You are just, so to speak, bringing into the natural what has already been prepared for you in the spiritual. Amen? Look at what the Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says, God has blessed you. Say, God has blessed me. God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Amen? So God has already blessed you. God, God is not going to bless you again. He has already given it to you. What we need to do is our prayers and our desire and our will, we need to access what God has already given. It seems as if there is a storehouse that God has your name on and all you need is the keys to go and open the door and get that which God has for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Bruce, Bruce uh, uh, Wickerson shared a story concerning Mr. Jones goes to heaven. You know this story? You haven't heard of it? Mr. Jones goes to heaven? Um, consider this is a, it's like a satire. Um, consider you going to heaven, okay, and you're meeting Peter at the gate. Amen? And Peter welcomes you and you say, and Peter decides to show you all around and, and you are so... Uh, 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 excited about all the different things in heaven. And as you are going around and, and looking around all the places that Peter is showing you, taking you on tour, you come up to this big warehouse. This big, big warehouse. And you ask Peter, what is there? And Peter said, you don't want to know. He said, what is in there? He said, no, no, no. Peter said, you know, that portion you don't want to know. He said, well, well, tell me, tell me. Well, I want to know what's in there. And Peter said to you, there's that warehouse is where the blessings of God for all his sins are stored. And, you, and the thought runs in your mind. Wait a minute. You want to tell me all the blessings? He said, yes, all the blessings. He said, I wonder I have some blessings in there that I did not use when I was on earth. And he said to Peter, Peter, can I see? And Peter said, no, you don't want to go in there. Peter say, I need to see, I need to see. And you and you fought Peter and encouraged. And you know, Peter and Peter went in and opened the door and he said, and you say, How are the blessings numbered? And he said, the blessings are in alphabetical order. And so you begin to go through and and, uh, and Bruce Wilkinson talked about Mr. Jones, so I just used Mr. Jones. And so Mr. Jones looking at the blessings and going through J. And he comes to the place where he sees Jones. And he going through the first name and he saw his first name. And he saw boxes upon boxes upon boxes. And he said, what are in these boxes? And Peter said, you really don't want to know. And so he gets concerned and, 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 and interested and, 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 and he opens the box and he remembers the prayer he was praying for that blessing. And he opens another box and you see the other prayer that you were praying for that. And he's like, how come these blessings never come to me. And Peter said to him, the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You pray, but you're double-minded. You don't wait until the blessings come. Amen? The blessings of God are already yours. 
what we need to do is to access him and get it for ourselves. Amen? I pray that before you leave this world, that all the blessings that God has for you will come in the natural. Amen? That you will be able to pull down from heaven every blessing that God has for you that has your name on. Amen? You bring it down to God. I mean to life and experience and enjoy it. Amen? Increase blessing. The Bible tells us, John tells us, beloved, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. God desired that you will have sufficient blessings more abundantly than you can ever ask, think, or imagine. It's yours. It's already been provided. Amen? Hallelujah. Fourth blessing. Fourth uh, 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 um, blessing of Abraham. Amen? Look at verse, um, verse 3. Genesis chapter 12. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 and 3. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, I will, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you in the last part of verse, I mean, latter part of verse 2. It says, and I will make your name great. Say your name great. Say your name great. Amen. God said, I will make your name great. Now, what is that? What is God saying to Abraham? God is saying to Abraham, I want to increase your value. Say your value. Increase value. God said to Abraham, I will make your name great. Now, you and I know that many people spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get their names associated with somebody who is who they consider permanent. Amen? They spend thousands and thousands of dollars. That's why you find people trying to dress like other people, trying to go to other people, trying to hook up with other people and network with other people because they figure that when I get associated with you or get hooked up with you, your name will increase my value. Amen? Like right now, okay, um, prior to, to Barack Obama becoming the president of the United States, he was just Barack Obama. Now his value is by far high because he is the president of the United States. Amen? Now even his friends who were just friends of Barack Obama before, now their value because they associated with him, their value has increased. Right? They're not just associating with just a simple citizen now working in Chicago, they're associating with the president of the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Hello? Amen? Now, if before Barack Obama was a president, if his hanger, if he walking on this street and his handkerchief fall, you would just say, hey, 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 your handkerchief fall, give it, give it to me. <laughs> right? Right? He just gave, I mean, you know, handkerchief, just an ordinary man giving his handkerchief, right? But now if Barack Obama comes and, and autograph his handkerchief and give it to you, some of you will free me. If he takes a picture with you, you will put it in your living room. Amen? And everybody who comes in your house, you will show them I have connection with the president. Why? Because his name increases your value. Hello? The Bible tells us that when God told Abraham, I will make your name great, 
But God was saying to Abraham, I will attach my name to your name. The first, one of the first things that God did for Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, the Bible said that God came to Abraham and said, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be perfect. Amen. And then Abraham was, was, was talking to, to God and God said to him, Abraham, from now on, your name will no more be Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. Say Abraham. Now, why did God change Abraham's name to Abraham? Amen. You see, the Bible prior to God, God was the almighty God. And the name for almighty God is El Shaddai. Or the name that God had before was Elohim, the all-knowing God, the, all, the all-powerful God. Elohim. Say Elohim. Now, we, we take that same thing in our natural world. We practice it. When a man married his wife, he gave her his name. Amen. And that name is attached to that woman. And that woman, it seems so that the name of the man, whatever he had or whatever he has, belongs to her. Amen. Hallelujah. And some of you can practice that so, so to the letter. Amen. Whatever he has belongs to you. Amen. And whatever, whatever the man has belongs to the woman. And whatever she has belongs to him. Now, Bishop, I think Bishop shared this one time with us, and I've seen this in, in my own life sometimes. Bishop said when he, when he got married, I met to Lady Chris. He was in school, and she invited her. She came. He had his own apartment, had his own car, you know, had all of these different things, and, you know, he invited her. She came. They got married. All of a sudden, his house became her house. And before he used to put his foot on the table, now don't put your foot on my table. <laughs> before he used to leave his shoes and his socks wherever, now take your shoes and your socks from my living room. Now before he, he had uh, uh, his own car, now it was not his car anymore, it was her car. And so he said, I brought this woman thinking that I had something. After all, all I had was a four-cornered side on my bed. And that was it. <laughs> and the clothes I put on. Now, what happened? Because she took his name. You all need to get it. She took his name. Because she took his name, everything he had became hers. God changed Abraham's name to Abraham. Everything God has is his. Now, God has already changed your name to Christian. Everything Christ has is yours. The Bible says all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes. And we say, Amen. Amen. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus are what? Yes. And we say, Amen. Because you are a child of God, your value has changed. 
Your value has changed. Don't let anybody devalue you. You are a child of God. Amen. I remember when, when my mom was alive. Um, when she came to live with us, you know, probably we, we live with our parents when they come to live with us. When she came to live with us, everywhere I went and I introduced her, she would tell my friends, I'm Obi's mom. I'm Obi's mom. I'm Obi's mom. And so every accommodation, everything, every courtesy that my name carried were bestowed upon her because she was Obi's mom. When she went to my other brother, she would call I would, I'm Evan's mom. I am when she's there, it's not Obi's mom, it's Evan's mom. When she told my sister, I am Helena's mom. I am Sandy's mom. Why? Because she understood the power of name. When you associate the name with your with the person, all that they have. It's yours. Jesus Christ came when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. All that he has is ours. Now, there is a, a, a good story in the Bible about Jacob. You remember Jacob? Jacob was a, 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 a the, the Bible called him a supplanter. Amen. Nowadays we call him a corn artist. Amen. He, he was a, when, when he was born, the Bible tells us that when he was born, he came up from the mother womb holding his, his brother he. In essence, he was saying, I am behind you 50-50. You gave me the chance. <laughs> Amen. That's how he came out of the womb, holding his brother's he. Amen. And all through Jacob's life, he was associated with corny people. Remember, he corned Esau to get his bath right. Esau came from, from the field one day. He was hungry. And he said, give me some soup. And Jacob said, well, I can give you some soup, but I need the bath right. Now, you, don't, you may not understand the full implication of the bath right, but the bath right means the first son's responsibility. And the first son in, in that day, during that culture, represented the family. Received the blessings from the family because he would carry the family's name. Okay, and so Esau, not designing and not, 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 not valuing the birthright, gave the birthright out. And when it was blessing time, Jacob got the blessing. Amen? Jacob got the blessing. Now, we, we know all the different things. His mom, and you know, Konav, and he, Konav. <laughs> Somebody said there was a serious dysfunctional family, but just like most of our families. Amen? <laughs> Husband, wife, children, all of them going through us. But they were just like most of our families. Amen? And so, Jacob got the blessing. And when Jacob got the blessing, the Bible tells us that Esau was angry. And Jacob was sent to his father, I mean his brother-in-law, I mean his uncle, Laban. And when Jacob went to Laban, Jacob met a corn artist. <laughs> he, went, he met the master of corn. Amen. He met Laban. Okay, and Laban himself was a corn artist. Amen. And Laban called Jacob, tricked Jacob, did everything, but Jacob was still a corn artist, but now he had perfected his skill. <laughs> okay? 
He had perfected his skill. And you know the story. Jacob was serving Laban. Okay? And the Bible says God was blessing him, but Jacob had a, a plan. He put something in the water so that when the sheep came there, the sheep were conceived, and all of the sheep went from Laban to Jacob. He did all of that. And the Bible says that Jacob decided, God told Jacob, leave. Jacob decided to leave. And when Jacob was going back, he remembered Esau. Hello? He remembered Esau. And the Bible says he remembered Esau, so he sent gifts and sent word to tell Esau that he was coming. And the Bible says he got word back that Esau was coming with 400 men and Jacob was afraid. Now, here was a corn artist. His name itself is called corn artist. That's what Jacob means supplanter. That means somebody who tricks. Okay? And so, the Bible says Jacob sent everybody, sent gifts, sent everything, and Jacob stayed back across the, the river, and that night, he began to wrestle with a man. And the Bible tells us that in Genesis chapter 32, that as Jacob was wrestling with this man, it was towards the breaking of the day. And this angel said to, to him, let me go. And Jacob said, no. Let me go. He said, Jacob said, no. He said, let me go. Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Amen. And you see, so Jacob now knew that he needed something from God. He needed a change of situation. He needed a change of circumstances. He knew that he could not face Esau the same. Amen? And the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 32 that the angel of the Lord, which the theologian believed it was the pre-incarnate Christ, said to him, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. And he said, your name will no more be called Jacob, but Israel. Because as a prince, say prince, as a prince, you wrestle with God and you overcome. Now that is, that is huge. God has not said that to anybody, but what he was saying, what God was saying to Jacob, you lay hold of the blessings and you refuse to let go. Until it came to you. That's what he was saying. Amen. He was saying, What you lay hold of, you are not going. And Jacob was man, he was not letting go. Now, if you read the scripture carefully, the Bible says the angel put a hand on his um tie and broke his hip. But Jacob did not let go. Hello? Hello? That means whether he crippled you or not, Jacob was saying, I will die holding you. Until you bless me. Amen. Until you give me a blessing. A release from God. Amen. And so the Bible tells us that God changed his name from Jacob, which meaning supplanter, to Israel, which meaning prince of God. Amen. And, he, and, the, and the reason he said you wrestle with God. And you prevail. Now, how many of us have fought with God and won? Amen. That's why he said, verse 32, you wrestle with God and you prevail. Amen. And so, the name Israel that we refer to the, the Jewish people was not gotten just because 
Jacob just said, bless me. He wrestled with God. Amen. His name was changed. Now, we know that Abraham's name was changed involuntarily. Okay? I mean, uh, um, Abraham did not go behind God to change his name. God changed his name. But Jacob required a blessing. And the only way there would have been a break from the, the whole of Ishmael, I mean Isaac, I mean Esau, okay, there would be a break or deliverance was if he received that benediction. Amen? Now, you know that there were few people in the Bible that God changed their name, right? Abraham was one of those. Jacob was one of those. Peter was another one. Right? Peter was another one. Jesus changed his name. He said, your name is not Simon. In essence, there is something about God. When he hears your name, and it doesn't correspond to what you're supposed to be. He changes it to what it's supposed to be. Amen? You see, that's why sometimes as, as believers, we need to be careful what names we give our children. Because you see, the, the Bible tells us that God has a purpose and a plan for every one of us. Amen? And for Peter, God's plan and purpose for Peter was to be the pillar in the church, a rock that is unmovable. Amen? And so when Jesus saw him, Jesus said, you are Simon or Reed, something that will flip-flop, something that changes his wind, that flow with the wind, but no more will you be a reed, but you will be a stone, a rock, an unmovable pillow in the church. Amen? And so, so, so the, the name that God has, has given us as Christians, that name, little Christ, Christ-likeness, that name should bring forth our, 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 our destiny because every name, when God changed Abraham's name, he said, you are no more the, the uh, 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 Abraham. You are Abraham because you are the father of many nations. God was speaking life over Abraham and Abraham became the father of many nations. When God changed Jacob's name and said, you are no more Jacob, you are Israel, a prince, God spoke life over Jacob and Jacob became Israel, a people. Amen? When Jesus spoke over Peter and said, you are a stone, you are a rock, Peter became a stone. Hello? Whatever God has spoken over you is your destiny. Amen? Allow that name to form in your life and pursue it. Amen? Because that's the value that you have. Amen? The value. Jesus. Hallelujah. A great name. Say great name. Say great name. Hallelujah. Number five. Say number five. Number five. Look at, look at verse two again. He said, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Say, shall be a blessing. Say, you shall become a blessing. What is he saying? Amen. What is God saying? He said, you shall become a blessing. Amen. What he's saying? He's saying, increase impact. Amen. Say, increase impact. Say, increase impact. Now, a good example of somebody who, who became a blessing... Uh, 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 or who lived the blessing is Joseph. 
You know Joseph, right? Amen. A good example of Joseph. Joseph uh, was a young man who, who was uh, loved by his father. The Bible tells us that Joseph had a dream. He had two dreams. One, he, had, he saw 11 uh, um, sheep buying before his. And then the second dream, he had saw the sun and the, the, the moon uh, and the 11 stars buying before him. And the Bible says because of his dream, his brothers hated him. Now, jo- Joseph did not do anything to his brothers, but they hated him because of the dream. Hello? Hello? They hated him because of the dream. Now, the Bible tells us that Joseph was a blessing. Amen? And we, 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 we know the, the story about Joseph. He went to find his brothers. The Bible says his brothers took him, put him in a pit, then sold him to Egypt. Amen? Egypt, uh, Potiphar purchased, purchased him. Potiphar put, bought him. Um, he was in Potiphar house. He served in Potiphar's house. He became a blessing, became prosperous. Potiphar put him over everything he had. Amen. As he was blessed, being blessed and prospering, all of a sudden Potiphar's wife began to eye him. And, you know, she began to call him, come and lie with me. And she began to seduce him. Joseph ran. Amen. She lied on Joseph. Joseph was put into prison. In prison, Joseph met the butler and the baker. He interpreted their dreams. The butler was saved. The baker was beheaded. Amen. After two years, Pharaoh had a dream. The, excuse me. The uh, 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 butler remember Joseph was brought to Pharaoh into the palace. Amen. Before Pharaoh, he was brought in the palace. Amen. Jacob, Joseph revealed the dream. He was exalted, put before uh, 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 um, before all Egypt. He was made prime minister in Egypt. He was all through his life was a blessing. Went from being a beloved son to the pig, the Potiphar house, to prison, to the palace, and in front of Pharaoh. Amen? And as he went through that, all through his life, he was a blessing. Let me, now, let me read some things to you. Let me show you. God wants your life to be a blessing wherever you are. Regardless of what circumstances you find yourself in, he wants you to be a blessing. Say, God wants me to be a blessing. Amen. He said, you will become a blessing. Amen. So let's look at someone. Let's look at someone. Look at uh, uh, um, Genesis chapter 41. Let's look at Joseph. I want to read some things to you to show you. we we'll go to 41, look at verse 39. I mean chapter 39. Okay. Now, you know this story, right? Joseph... In his, his father's house had a dream, and the Bible says he was placed in the pit, and then he was sold to Egypt, right? Look at verse, chapter 39, verse 1. And Joseph was brought, brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him off the hands of the Ishmaelite, 
which was brought down to Egypt. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was prosperous. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptians. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, in that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found favor in the sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over all his household, and put everything into his hand. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the probability of Joseph being sold as a slave and being purchased by Pharaoh's guard? Hello? Remember, when we get to that, I will, I will show you. Okay, the probability of Joseph being sold as a slave in Egypt, big Egypt, and all of a sudden, he was purchased not by another Egyptian, but he was purchased by Pharaoh's bodyguard. Divine working. Hello? Because just, Joseph said it to his brothers later on. He said, you send me. You meant it for evil, but God sent me. Right? He said, God sent me. So God himself divinely orchestrated Joseph's path. Right? But the Bible tells us that when Joseph found himself as a slave, he did not just say, well, you know what? I'm a slave, so I'll just get by with whatever. The Bible says he became a blessing because whatever he did prospered. Hello? Whatever he did prospered. Amen. The Bible says that he, he, the Lord was with Joseph. And when you look in the scripture, everywhere you find Joseph, you will find the Bible talks about the Lord being with Joseph. Now, I want to give you an insight. You know the name of Joseph? The Joseph means God increase. Say God increase. So everywhere Joseph was, there was an increase. Hello? Amen. Is there a Joseph in your life or are you a Joseph in somebody else's life? Amen. The Bible says that, that, that in Potiphar's house, he was a slave in Potiphar's house. And as, as a slave in Potiphar's house, the Bible says his master saw what God was doing in his life because he was so committed to God and God's favor was upon his life. And so because of God's favor upon Joseph, Potiphar benefited. Amen. It was God's favor upon Joseph. It was not Potiphar's goodness. It was God's favor upon Joseph that caused Potiphar to prosper. And the Bible says that Potiphar gave everything to Joseph. Because he said, I have seen that the Lord is with you and whatever you have done, prosper in your hands so you become master. Amen. And the Bible tells us that the, the Potiphar prosper as a result of Joseph. Amen. But then you know trials and tribulation comes like it will always come. Amen. Potiphar wife begin to eye Joseph. Amen. The Bible says if you read read uh, um, the following chapter, chapter 4, the Bible says Joseph was a handsome young man. Amen. I don't know why the Bible put it there, but he put it there. God put it there. Amen. <laughs> God, God put it there. But Joseph was a handsome young man. And Potiphar wife began to eye Joseph. 
Amen. And Joseph refused to give in to temptation, young men and women. Amen. You need to refuse to give in to temptation regardless of the pressure, regardless of what your peers are doing. You need to refuse to give in to temptation because the Bible tells us that God's hands is upon your life and don't allow the devil to sting it. Amen. Because had Joseph accepted Potiphar's wife, he would have just been another person who is serving the devil's purpose and he would have missed. Hello? He would have missed the prison. Hello? He would have missed the prison. Now you say the prison was hard. But the prison was God's plan. It was God's plan. And if he had missed the prison, Israel would have died of famine. So you don't know what your life, the impact of your life is having on generations to come. There were a few minutes, five minutes, two minutes, three minutes, sometimes less. Amen? Because of that, and the, the Bible says Joseph refused. And he gave three reasons for refusing. One, he said, I can't sin against your master. Second reason, I can't sin against you. Third reason, I cannot sin against God. Amen? Joseph valued his relationship. He valued the authority that he was under. He valued even the person who was bringing the temptation. He said, I can't sin against you. Amen? He said, I can't sin against God. Amen? That was the ultimate. And because of that, he went to prison. Now, I'm sure Joseph was saying, I know my master. I know him. I'm a man of integrity. I've served him. I know him. But you know, let me tell you, Sometimes it's difficult for people to see clearly when it's husband and wife. Sometimes it's hard. Amen? Sometimes it's hard. Amen? So I'm sure Potiphar's wife came to Potiphar and said, That slave you brought. Even though Potiphar wanted to say, Woman, ah. <laughs> but he had to believe. Amen? He had to believe. He had to believe. Amen. And so Joseph went to prison. But it was God's plan. I want you to understand it. It was God's plan. It was God's design. God had orchestrated it that way. Amen. And you see, Joseph, it was painful to go to prison, but God had orchestrated it. He had to go to prison because he had to meet the butler. And he had to meet the baker. Amen. He had to meet them. So he went to prison. Amen. And the Bible says when he went to prison, look at verse 40, uh, um, 39, again verse 20. The Bible says he went to prison, whatever he did prospered. And so that the guide of the prisoner put him in charge. Now what's a person to be friendly with? Whatever he went, he increased. Amen. Wherever he went, he increased. Amen. He increased. Amen. The Bible says that they, they, he, he went to prison, and when he went to prison, they, 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 the prisoner, the prison guard, put him in charge because whatever he did in prison prospered. Amen. So everything was given to him, and he became the keeper of the prison. 
Amen. Then Pharaoh, butler and baker offended Pharaoh. They were put in prison. And because he was the keeper of the prison, hello, he had charge over them. And he was able to find out what was happening in their lives when both of them dreamed and was able to interpret their dreams. And one received uh, uh, accommodation back to his warrior store and the other one was killed. Amen? So after two years, amen, I think I shared with you here before, amen, Jacob, I mean, Joseph was was sure that um, after he interpreted the butler and the butler was restored, he was sure that the butler would have remembered him. But the butler forgot. Like everybody else. We all don't look at me like that. You do it too. Amen. And you know, somebody do kindness to you, you forget. Amen. You forget. The, the Bible says the, 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 uh, uh, the butler forgot. But it was part of God's plan. That's why I want you to understand. It was part of God's plan. Because had the butler remembered Joseph that time, maybe Joseph would have come out of prison and he would not have been able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Hello? It was part of God's plan. Amen? Now, Joseph increased in prison for two more years. He was faithful. In prison, serving. Two more years believing God. Did not quit. Did not quit trust, trusting God for two more years. And the Bible says Pharaoh had a dream. Amen. You see, the Potiphar could not help Joseph or put Joseph to the position that, that God wanted him. The butler could not do it. The prison guard could not do it. Only Pharaoh. And so Joseph had to stand before Pharaoh. That was God's plan. Hello? That was God's plan. Now, when, 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 when Joseph stood before Pharaoh and interpreted the dream, I want you to turn to chapter 41. I want you to see verse 37, what, what Pharaoh said about Joseph. Chapter 41, verse 37. And look at what Pharaoh said. And Pharaoh said, and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servant, Can we find such a one as this man, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has shown you these things, there is no none so decreed and wise as you are. You shall be over my house. According to your word, shall all the people be ruled. Only on the tr- in the throne shall I be greater than you. What an elevation. What an impact. Amen. What an impact. Amen. So F- Joseph now became prime minister in Egypt. He was faithful. He became prime minister. He was a blessing. Everywhere he went, he was a blessing. Now he was prime minister. And he saw his brothers. Say, saw his brothers. Say, saw his brothers. Now, can you imagine that day? Put yourself in that. Imagine for me. You're standing up, you, Joseph. You're looking over everybody. And all of a sudden, you see 10 men. You remember them. You remember them as it was yesterday. You remember your scream when you were in that pit. 
all the emotions coming through your mind. You remember that these men were the ones who put you in that pit, caused you to suffer, and sold you as slave, kept you away from your father's house for 13 years. And all this thing coming up, all these emotions coming up. So his brothers on the line. You think Joseph was saying, you good for nothing? Low life. I would, when I get ready for you, 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 you think those were the thought that was going through Joseph's mind? Uh, I can't wait until I get my hands on you. All the different names that you could think about. You think that's what Joseph was thinking of? You think those are the thoughts that Joseph was thinking of? What did he say to his deep brothers? When he finally revealed himself to his brothers, what did he say? So you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Amen. Joseph continued to increase, continued to be a blessing, continued to make impact, even though it was difficult. Now, the Bible says afterwards when he met his brother and revealed to them, afterwards when the father died, Okay, the Bible says in chapter 50, the brothers went back to Joseph and said, hear the voice of your father. Your father said, you should forgive your brother. And Joseph said unto them, am I in the place of God? Amen. He said, am I in the place of God? Amen. In essence, what Joseph was saying to them, I am not God. So my responsibility is to forgive and release because I'm not God. Amen. And I, 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 I allow God to make me a blessing. To make impact in the lives of my people. Or his, of his people. Amen. And so, so, so Joseph became a, a, an example of someone who be, made an impact wherever he went. He was a blessing. Amen. Like, like the, the Bible said to Abraham, you will become a blessing. Amen. That means wherever, whoever you come in contact with, will count you as being blessed. And because Jacob, I mean Joseph, was able to see beyond and see God in the middle of a situation, in the middle of a circumstances, and I put it to man, the Bible says he was able to preserve the entire generation of Israel. Hello? He was able to preserve them. Had he not seen it, he would not preserve their lives. He would not have. Had he allowed bitterness and hurt and pain to, 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 to stifle his life, he would not have. Amen? But because he saw in the middle of all his brother's day, he saw the hand of God. And he recognized that for me to be at this stage as prime minister of Egypt is not by accident. God had to bring me to this place. And so he was able to identify, oh no, it was God all along. He used my brothers, but it was God all along who was doing it. Amen? It was God all along who was orchestrating. That's why he was saying, God sent me ahead of you to preserve a posterity for you so that I can save you and save your family's life because there are many who will die for him, for family. Amen. 
That's what that was the mindset of Joseph. And because of that, he was a blessing. He was a blessing. Say, be a, say become a blessing. Amen. Say, become a blessing. Hallelujah. Number, number six. Amen. So God wants us to make an impact. And the way we make an impact is for us to become a blessing and allow God to flow through us. Number six, he said, uh, uh, um, uh, um, God said to Abraham, he said, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who bless, I mean, curse you. Amen. In essence, what God was saying is that your, the blessings, your, the blessings of, of God will flow to those who reach out to bless you. Amen. And so what, what God was saying is that I will increase your influence. Amen. I will increase your influence. Amen. If you read about Jesus, the Bible tells us, it says, in the increase of his government, there shall be peace. Amen. That means when, when, wherever Jesus went, in, in, in Luke chapter 4, the Bible tells us about Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit and going about ministering to people. And the Bible says a fame went all around. Why? What was the theme? Those who received, who reached out to Jesus were blessed. Those who reached out to Jesus for healing were healed. Those who reached out to Jesus for salvation were saved. And it's the same with us. If we reach out to God, we receive a blessing. Amen? And he said, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. Amen? Uh, and so, 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 God wants us to be a blessing. That from us, from our lives, influence people should experience the favor of God because they are associated with us. Amen? Experience the favor of God. Experience the blessings of God. And last but not the least, he said, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Say all the families. Say all the families. What does it mean? He said, all the families of the eye shall be blessed. What does it mean? It means increased multiplication. Amen? God wants to multiply you. Multiply his blessings to you and through you. Amen? He wants your life to touch families upon families. He said, all the families of the eye. Amen? And you, you and I know that this, this particular uh, uh, um, word is a messianic prophecy because in Jesus, in Galatians, the Bible tells us, in Jesus, the seed of Abraham, all the families of the earth are blessed. Amen? But what God is saying to us is that God wants to make you, uh, I mean, multiply you and make you so that your life can cause families to be blessed. Now, how will it be done? It is done through the gospel. Amen? Paul said it this way. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the what? Power of God unto salvation. Amen? It is the gospel that changes the lives of families. Amen? And if you and I would carry the gospel message or become the gospel to people, their lives and their families will be changed. Multiplication will happen. Because of the gospel. Amen. In Acts chapter 4. Turn there and I'll end on this passage. Acts chapter 4. 